This is an AMI podcast. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern time on AMI-tv. Welcome back to Now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. I'm Alex Smythe. It's been a busy time in the literary world, as many awards have been handed out recently. Karen McKay from the Center of Equitable Library Access has the scoop on all the major awards and the winners. Hello, Karen. How are you doing today? I'm great. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. There's no better way to spend a, a Friday or start your weekend by talking about literature. So, there have been so many awards handed out recently. You wanted to take some time, highlight each of these authors and, and winning books. So each of the books that we're going to mention are all available in the SELA collection. So let's start with the Scotiabank Giller Prize winner. This week, Sarah Bernstein won for her novel, Study for Obedience. What can you tell me about this book? So this is a really interesting book. It's also been uh, shortlisted for the 2023 Booker Prize. So Sarah Bernstein's really getting a lot of attention in the in the recent past, and she's one of the new and upcoming writers. This is a really interesting story. So it's about a young woman who moves from the place of her birth to a remote northern country of her forebears, so her ancestors, and she's going to become the housekeeper to her brother, whose wife has recently left him, and he's quite ill. So soon after her arrival, uh, there's a series of inexplicable events that occurs in the in the town. There's um, a demise of a ewe and her nearly born lamb. There's a local dog's phantom pregnancy. There's a collective bovine hysteria, so some uh, issues with the the local cows. And then there's also a potato blight. and And this is a remote community that she's in, and the the community members start to get a little suspicious. She starts to notice that all of these suspicions about incomers and newcomers are beginning to be directed towards her fairly intensely and she's wondering what's happening sort of just outside the garden gate her brother begins to decline even more and she can feel the hostility growing towards her as she hears these rumblings in town she wonders what might be happening outside so one of the key themes of this book actually is xenophobia and how we can easily start to blame um, strangers based on external factors or on our culture. It's also a novel about the traditional role of women and the dangers of imposing it. And it soon becomes apparent um, that her narration, the the main character's narration, can't really be trusted. She might not be as innocent as she's uh, proclaiming. So the author, Sarah, uh, she confessed to reading a lot of Shirley Jackson. If you know her work, The Lottery, it's probably the most famous of her work. It's pretty sort of spooky. And so that feeling pervades Sarah um, Bernstein's novel as well. She explores a lot of complicity and power themes and the idea of displacement. It's a really uh, beautifully written book. It's rather unsettling um, and she has an interesting writing style. So if you're interested to see what the new and upcoming writers of this generation are, are writing about, this is an excellent book to pick up. Very good. So uh, next we move on to the Governor General's Literary Awards. So Anuja uh, Varghese received the Governor General's Award for fiction for her book, Crystalis. 
Yeah, so this is a debut collection of short stories. She actually is a writing instructor from the University of Guelph, which is my alma mater, so I had to throw that in there. <laughs> um, and this book is <laughs> this book has also been shortlisted for the Writers Trust um, of Canada's Dane Ogilvy Prize for LGBTQ emerging writers, and that one's going to be announced early next week. So again, another up and coming writer. So as I said, this is a collection of um, short stories. Her work's been featured in short story collections um, and in in magazines and that sort of thing in the past, but this is her own collection. And it's really a genre-bending collection of stories. It's about transformation. It's about belonging. Um, it's particular to the, the role of women of color and how the intersectionality with queerness and family and community really impact these women. It's a, a theme that we see a lot uh, from writers from various diasporas that are trying to, to communicate how complex it is to, to move through the world with all these different identities. So some of the stories are quite um, chilling in places. They're quite poignant. They really blur the lines between the real world and the worlds beyond, which I think is one of the appeals for this, this author. Um, she is fearless in terms of investigating and, and delving into the intersectionality of sexuality, uh, cultural expectation themes, uh, community. And the the uh, stories are a little bit odd in places, but really enjoyable. There's a story about a crumbling marriage um, that that is saved through divine intervention. There's a story about a woman who dies in her dreams over and over again until she finds salvation. And there's a story about a, a teen misfit who sort of engages with the darkness lurking just outside her suburban home. So a really wide collection of stories, a really interesting collection to pick up. Highly recommend this one. And the next uh, uh, literary award is the First Nations Community Reads Award. So. Uh, Kyle Myclear won the Governor General Award for nonfiction for her book, Unearthing, A Story of Tangled Love and Family Secrets. What can you tell me about this one? So this is a really beautiful, rather quiet memoir. It's about a, a family secret that's revealed by DNA. The the author learns that her father is actually not her biological father. And so we get to see sort of the unraveling of her sense of identity over the period of time as she explores that. She um, becomes sort of a detective in her own life and she's trying to put together the story of her father and while that's happening she's taking comfort in gardening which connects her with her mother whose past is becoming increasingly complicated as she understands the role her father played in her life so uh, there's a lot of big picture questions about what is kinship what does it mean to be a family she also writes about her experience of being half Japanese she's not fluent in Japanese but she's very um uh, protective of the culture and she also understands that the fact that she doesn't speak Japanese really places a rift between her and her mother. The book is at times suspenseful as she's sort of uncovering her past but it's really more of a thoughtful reflection on race and lineage and our cultural fixation on um, what she calls recreational genetics like learning more about ourselves from a recreational standpoint rather than maybe an introspective one. Uh, there's lots about grief and loyalty and the relationship between mothers and daughters. I really loved the sort of poetic nature of this book. I think it's a beautifully written book. Right. And another uh, selection from the First Nations Community Read, this was a selected title, My Indian Summer by Kakwi no Ka Na Sum. I, I, hopefully I, I got that name somewhat uh, correct. I apologize if I didn't. Uh, what can you tell me about this novel? I practiced that name quite a bit. I'm not sure I would have done any better. So congrats to you for that. 
So this is um I, this is a memoir about um, Hunter Frank in the summer of 1979, and his mother has left. Uh, she only comes back to collect welfare checks, and she leaves her three kids, her half breed kids, as she calls them, to fend for themselves. So uh, Frank's older sister escapes from their northern BC town, and his brother goes on to fight uh, forest fires. And Hunter's really left on his own as a young teen, and he's got occasional care coming from some elders in his community, but. He he gets himself into a little bit of trouble as a, a young entrepreneur. So he collects empty bottles from parties to turn into cash, but he ends up getting uh, mixed up with a man from his, a young man from his town named Troy, who's a drug dealer. And the drug deals kind of go awry and Hunter's caught up in the, the mix of it. This book explores family, which is something that we've talked about a little bit in some of these other books, uh, but also that family doesn't always mean blood and doesn't all and blood doesn't always mean family. Hunter's only 12 years old and he's really learning about his place in the world. He wants to escape his British Columbia town and follow his sister, but he is... Um, you know, he's stymied by his age and by lack of money. It's a, it's a story about a journey into understanding that all villains are not uh, only villains, sometimes they're victims, and that reconciliation may not be possible, but survival is. Uh, a really interesting book to pick up to understand the Indigenous experience. Absolutely. We have one more that you wanted to highlight, and we'll have to be a bit quicker, about a minute on this one. This is for the Hugo Award for Science Fiction, and T. Uh, Kingfisher received it for her book, Nettle and Bone. What can you tell me about this one? So this was announced October 21st, 2023. Um, it's a science fiction best novel. And T. Fish Kingfisher is a, a pen name for Ursula Vernon. So folks can look up her writing as well. Um, this book, I'll, I'll just read you the, the um, sort of description because it's pretty interesting. Uh, after years of seeing her sister suffer at the hands of an abusive prince, the shy covenant-raised third-born daughter has finally realized that no one is coming to their rescue, no one except for herself. And so she's seeking power from a grave rich witch and she's offered tools to kill a prince if she can complete these three impossible tasks. But as the way of tales and princesses and witches and daughters, the impossible is only beginning. So she goes on this quest to join the grave witch, and she finds a reluctant fairy godmother, a strapping former knight, and a chicken possessed by a demon. So these books are uh, lots of fun, but they do delve into some deeper themes around things like family and community and what you'll do for, for love and what you'll do uh, to realize your sense of self. So an excellent book. We have a number of the Hugo Award books in our collection as well, and you can find more of those on our awards page if science fiction is something that you like to read. Absolutely. Karen, thank you so much for taking the time to, uh, just highlighting all these great award winners. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You as well. Okay, that was Karen McKay, the Communications Manager for the Center for Equitable Library Access. That's it for the show. That's it for the week. Before we say goodbye, I just wanted to say thank you to a couple people during this week. First off, a big thanks to Elizabeth Moeller for stepping in as co-host this week and stepping on the news panel. Michelle McQuig was here for the news panel. You just heard from Karen McKay, along with some of the people behind the scenes, including Caitlin Robinson, Jordan Musgrave, Matt McGurk and Odin as part of our overall coverage for the Odin conference that you heard all throughout this week. And you will hear some more on Tuesday. So be sure to tune in on Monday. Enjoy your weekend. That's it for the show. I'm Alex Smythe. For now, we're going to roll those credits and thank everyone else who's involved with the show. Have a great weekend.
host, Dave Brown. Co-host producer, Alex Smythe. Sports reporter, Brock Richardson. Contributors, Rami Amuthan and Nazreen Abdel-Majid. Senior show producer, Andrika Delanerol. Visual producer, Bruce McClarion. Producers, Paul Daniel, Marianne Dion-Jones. Production assistant, Kingsley Juco. Director, Anastasia Spalding-Stenhouse. Control room operators, Daniel Panamondo, Eliza Rocco, Parker Oxtoby. Manager of operations, Kyle Harper. Manager of live production, Paula Deneen. Director of content development, Kara Nye. Vice President of Programming, John Melville. President and CEO, David Arrington. Give us your feedback, 1-866-509-4545. Copyright 2023, Accessible Media, Inc. NAMI Original Production. Hey, Dave Brown here. If you enjoy this podcast portion of our show, remember you can watch it live every day at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on AMI-tv. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.